Hi, this is Claudia Gray, and you're listening to Don't Burn the Sacred Text. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. O is for Obi-Wan Kenobi. All rebel fighters met at fleet headquarters to plan their attack. Princess Leia addressed them. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Hello, I am C-3PO, and you are about to listen to the story of Star Wars. Another chapter is here. Welcome to Don't Burn the Sacred Text. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and I am your only host today. Uh, but it's okay. Fear not. It's not just going to be me talking into the wind, although I know you love the soothing sound of my voice. We have a very special guest on today, and since Lindsay's not here... I'm going to do a Lindsay-style intro. She is cooler than Princess Leia, Ray, Poe, and Finn doing a polka dance in tap shoes. It's Rebecca Rowanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn. <laughs> that is quite an introduction. I'm not sure if it's true, but I'll go for it. <laughs> it's never true. We just say things on here. How are you Alrighty. doing today? I'm doing fine so we are uh of course huge fans of the books here and huge fans of uh or, or are very excited for the release of resistance reborn which is coming out today at the time of uh this release so make sure if you haven't gotten that already but i kind of want to just talk to you uh, about your star wars fandom and um, have you always been a fan of star wars you know I cannot remember a time that Star Wars was not in my life. Um, That's the best answer so I, right I, there. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that makes me young or old, but um, uh, yeah, I grew up on Star Wars. Um, I remember seeing um, the first movie in the theater. My brother was a big collector of action figures. So we had all the action figures that we kept in the Darth Vader head and I remember sending off proof of purchases so we could get Boba Fett. Like it was, you know, that level of, of Star Wars-ness in our house. And and I would always, you know, pick my favorites and act out these adventures with them and, you know, send them off and, and on into danger. And so now I just get to do it for real. That's so crazy. Like, what is that? What does that feel like? You know, you've you've made these stories up just for fun your whole life and then now it's like it counts it's real yeah yeah it, it's pretty surreal actually it's it's pretty amazing um i was telling someone else before that it's like a dream i didn't even know i could dream i didn't even know that it was like a possibility um and so it's been wild but awesome like clearly one of the best things that's ever happened to me yeah that's i mean it's the dream for, you know, every Star Wars fan. Um, but you, you of course, obviously have, you know, put in the work and the time and, and have, uh, you, you really earned, um, you know, the spot of, of getting this book. It wasn't just like, hey, you're a random Star Wars fan, you know, write this book for us. Um, I actually was looking and, and you have an insane educational background. I'm a teacher and a huge proponent of education, as we all are here at Clashing Sabers. But you have a bachelor's in religious studies from Yale, a master's in theology, and a law degree from the University of New Mexico. How, how do you become an author? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, I have always been writing. I was writing since I was a kid. I think uh, the first short story I wrote, I remember writing, well, my first space opera, I should say, was seventh grade. And I, I took a science report on the planets and I turned it into this uh, rather melodramatic and retrospect <laughs> story about uh, an astronaut who had to go through and collect all this data on the planets, um, which fulfilled the science reporting project, you know, requirements. And But I turned it into this story and at the end he has to suicide in the sun and it's this very tell my wife and kids I love her sort of thing and um I was hooked my teacher wasn't as impressed I have to admit <laughs> uh but ever since then I've been writing I, I've been writing even before then uh and it's always science fiction and fantasy uh and it's always you know reading in the genre 
and writing my own versions. We didn't have what we call fanfic back in the day. Uh, that was, I'm too old for that. But uh, uh, it's very, you know, very similar. But I make up my own stuff, um, but modeled after, you know, a lot of the, the greats and a lot of the populars. And yeah, it's just always been a part of my life. What do you think it is about the, the science fiction fantasy genre that kind of connects with you? Oh, I think when I was a kid, it was a lot of escapism uh, because, you know, not such a great, you know, childhood, like a lot of people. And so you're looking for that escape, that adventure, that magic, that other world that you can get into. And then I think as I got older and as an adult, I just love the imagination. I am. I love the the characters, I think, bring me back again and again, at least the Star Wars um, the what ifs, uh, the sort of wider worldview. I don't know. I've, it's just always something that's spoken to me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got that, you know, we talk a lot about Star Wars having that thing where it, it grows with you. Um, and I think that's that's one thing that I think stories like Harry Potter and stories like Star Wars, uh, the reason that they're so lasting is because they grow with you. Whereas... You know, for example, Fast and Furious, which is another franchise that I love. Like, I'm not getting any messages at 29 that I wasn't getting at 18, you know? Um, (laughs) Is that something you think about as you are writing your stories? Are you writing them to try to convey these certain themes or ideas? Or are you more of a I'm trying to tell a story kind of person and let the themes evolve for themselves? Definitely more I'm trying to tell a story. I think for me, story always begins with character. So for all my work and for Star Wars too, it was really me trying to understand these people and who they are and what their lives are like. Uh, and so, and this is why I think you're right that we we, we grow, Star Wars grows with us. Because I think when I was playing Princess Leia, uh, or actually I was really a fan of Boba Fett back in the day, um, but now, you know, I can, uh, when I was playing her back then, I was just, oh, princess adventure, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but now I see a woman who's lost so much, you know, a woman who's burdened by grief and, and is dealing with PTSD and her husband and her, her husband, you know, lost of this war and her son has been lost of this war in a way and her family, you know, her friends. And so that's really my way in. And that's how I understand her now. And that's definitely something I was not thinking about when I was like 10. But uh, I'm definitely thinking about now. Yeah. I have to go off on a, on a little uh, side mission here. You talked about loving Boba Fett. How excited are you for The Mandalorian? Oh, I'm very excited. Right? Like, squeeze excited. Like that first trailer, just, oh, my God. Yeah, very excited. It's going to um, be great. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. Uh, my mom and I have been like, she's not a Star Wars fan, but she's a huge Disney fan. And so she's, of course, getting Disney Plus, And we've like been sending countdowns of the days until it <laughs> comes out. <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. So I want to go back to, to what you were talking about, about the characters uh, before, because I've said a lot um, on on this show that one of the reasons that I personally prefer the new canon versus the old EU is the old EU is a lot more of the action adventure, whereas the canon here um, is a lot more of the character studies, the books like Queen Shadow, Phasma, Master and Apprentice, those kinds of things that are you know really focusing on these characters and getting to understand them, and that's just personally what I prefer. So, kind of two questions: one were you a reader of the EU? And if so, how did that impact you? And then also, like, were you approaching this uh, book, Resistance Reborn, more as a character study or an adventure that, you know, kind of the characters just kind of are, are going through? Right. So before I got the gig, I was not a big reader of the EU, I have to admit. Uh, I had read Phasma, I think, um, because I like a lot of uh, Delilah Dawson's work. Uh, but we. then. Yes. <laughs> After I really wanted to absorb uh, as much of it as I could. Um, so my favorites are Arphasma, uh, Bloodline, and Twilight Company, which I just, Battlefront Twilight Company, which I just think is 
Brilliant. Um, so, and now I'm reading as much as I can. I read all the aftermath aftermath trilogy, of course, and and all of this will show in Resistance Reborn because uh, I really pulled a lot of my favorite characters. They let me do that uh, into uh, Resistance Reborn. So thank you to those authors for writing great characters and letting me expand on them. Uh, and then I also uh, watched uh, Battlefront. I watched all the narrative uh, in the games and um, the Poe comic books as well play a pretty big part. Uh, the characters there come into uh, Resistance Reborn. So I really... What the EU allowed me to do is really fall in love with Star Wars again, mm. like in a whole way. Uh, and so that's been a treat. That's just sort of like an extra side bonus um, for the work. Uh, and then what was your second question? Oh, what, no, tell me again. Um, <laughs> just kind of did you approach this story more as a character study or more as an adventure that the characters learn while going on? Yeah, um... Gee, so how it works is Lucasfilm gave me a couple of paragraphs uh, and, you know, sort of some bullet points about what they wanted to see in the book. Uh, the characters that I could use and that I couldn't use um, and like how, you know, who we want to focus on, that sort of thing. And sort of what the general plot they wanted, the important parts they wanted to make sure I emphasized. And then they sort of said, go for it. Let's see what you can come up with. Um and I think for me, because character always comes first, I was really driven by character. I knew that, you know, also I guess the Star Wars, you know, it has a feel to it, mm -hmm. uh, the movies do. And I really wanted to capture a lot of that feel of the movies, how you, you know, the sort of ensemble cast, but then you often have one or two uh, sort of plot lines running that then sort of, you know, come together at the end and there's action and adventure. And so I wanted to bring all of that in as well. Uh, but also give people these moments, these moments with the characters that maybe they don't get because it's easier to give you those moments in writing than it is necessarily on the screen because you don't always know what you know characters are thinking and stuff. Um, and to see some of the developments of their relationships that they have with each other or to give you moments in relationships that already exist uh, that, again, like you may not be getting on the screen. So I think character-led... Uh, but definitely I tried to capture some of the fun, action-y parts of what you see in the larger Star Wars universe. That's awesome. It's like it's like the Star Wars book for every Star Wars fan. I was trying. <laughs> it's, I mean, it really does have that feel. Um, so kind of like we're not we're not into spoilers here. Um, so we don't want you to spoil anything, but kind of tease for us. What's a character moment that we should be on the lookout for that was something fun for you to write? Like maybe something between two characters, a conversation maybe that we should keep an eye out for. Uh, yeah. Well, so I really enjoyed writing Poe and Finn. Uh, I got to uh, expand a little bit on uh, their relationship, which was, Cool. Uh, there are characters I bring in from the Battlefront game. Uh, some of that has already been posted. Uh, so I don't know if that counts as a spoiler or not. I'll let you make that call. Uh, but fleshing out uh, those particular characters and creating moments for them uh, was really a thrill. That was that was something that I had wanted to do, and they let me do. So that's cool. Super, super exciting. So. Yeah, let, I want to talk about that tweet that was sent out by uh, Delray Star Wars with a list of characters that are in this book. You have Wedge Antilles, Nora Wexley, Snap Wexley, Serlinda Javas, Jess Pava, Poe, Ray, Finn, Rose Tico. Guys, that's where Rose is at. Rose Tico's in the book. R2, Leia, 3PO, Shriv, Zay, Mazkanada, BB-8, Chewie, General Riken. I mean, let's let's just cut through the fat and talk about the most important thing, which is obviously Zay Miko. How is our precious baby angel doing right now? Oh, yeah. So that's the moment I'm kind of hinting at. Oh, I know. No, no, no. I'm too big of an Inferno Squad fan to hold back on that. Okay, awesome. The listeners so, yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to write Shrimp and Zay, and so I gave them a lot of cool moments and i i was thrilled to do it because yeah i love them both as characters um 
And I, I don't know what else to say about that. No, no, no. I'm just kind of, I just wanted to kind of see how excited you were about having them in the book because I know I'm pumped. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's awesome. And you said you, you watched the, the Battlefront narrative. You didn't play the, the game? No, I did not play the game. Okay. So, I, yeah. So you and I are kind of, kind of the same there. I read uh, Inferno Squad and. I closed it and it literally was the first book I was ever like, maybe I'll just restart that right again. <laughs> and so like I was texting my, my co-host Lindsay, like, she's you know big into the video games. I'm like, tell me everything that happened to Aiden because I need to know. And then we have oh. her legacy. And so seeing that carried on is, is super exciting. Yeah, definitely. So of these returning characters, though, which uh, which was the most exciting or the memorable, most memorable character for you to write? So there were a couple of characters, believe it or not, that they did not mention. Um, and uh, one of them is one of my uh, sort of, I guess, a, a small character, but I've always been a fan. He's one of my faves uh, from back in the day. Uh, and I got to take him and really expand him and give him uh, a life that maybe he hadn't had uh, before. And so that's exciting and really vague. Uh, but he was probably my favorite. Uh, but, you know, this book is really a Poe book. And so I will admit that Poe was not someone who was like, oh, I love Poe. I was not a big Poe fan uh, before I got to write this book. But spending time with him being in his head, feeling, you know, as authors do, like what he goes through, you know, as a character really made me a huge fan. I got to really understand him a lot better and his journey, sort of what he's facing and what he has to deal with and, you know, how he has to really grow up. And so that was a lot of fun to write and, and a treat to really get in deep with this character and start to understand who he is. So, What's the approach to that? Are you just writing things and kind of seeing if they feel right? Are you watching The Last Jedi and Force Awakens and taking notes? Like, what's your what's your approach to really getting to understand that character? Oh yeah, I am watching The Last Jedi like thirty times, <laughs> so I, I'm watching it and, and taking notes and taking things apart and looking at you know sort of his character arc in that movie, which I think is great too. Right, so he goes from sort of cocky, you know, sort of know-it-all hero to really responsible for people's deaths, you know, blood on his hands because of his uh, sort of arrogance. And I think that whole movie is really sort of an indictment of our heroes, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's very interesting. And again, that was when I came to a little slow. I didn't come out of the gate uh, loving The Last Jedi, but after... I really thought about it, you know, and watched it a lot of times. I really started to appreciate what that movie did uh, more and more. And so I, Poe in that movie, I think is such a great character. He's not, he's multidimensional. He makes mistakes uh, and he, and those mistakes have consequences, which I think is a very important. Uh, yeah. So that's sort of how I approach that. Uh, and of course the Poe comic books as well. Um and that's a lot more Black Squadrony, but uh, it, well, I know that has his backstory too, like how he meets Sir Linda yeah. and a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot so, of good stuff in there. Yeah, just getting to know him, getting you know, getting a feel for uh, who he is from other works uh, that have explored his life, I guess. Um, yeah, so I feel like I try to get my to know my characters as as much as possible. So when I am writing them, uh, their voices come through. Uh, so I'm not just throwing stuff out to see how it feels. Hopefully I have channeled, I mean, it sounds a little bit, I guess, uh, pretentious, but hopefully I have channeled Poe and, and he comes out on the page uh, the way he's meant to come out. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, we were actually talking, we, we did a little State of the Resistance, State of the First Order episode um, that came out last week, and we were kind of talking about where these characters are at leading into Resistance Reborn. And Lindsay mentioned that, you know, when she was reading Spark of Resistance, at first she didn't really feel like it was the voice of the characters was correct. And then she stopped and thought, and she's like, well, no, wait a minute. I have 40 years of Luke. I have 40 years of Han and Leia and all this stuff. So I know them like they're part of me, 
But these new characters, we don't have as much with them. So I don't really know what they would do in this situation. And we obviously haven't gotten a lot of full-length adult novels like this with these new characters until this point. So was was that more freeing, not having as much content around it? Or did you feel like it was a little bit more of a challenge to only have a few pieces of material to kind of pull from? Huh. Uh, you know, I... I guess they both have their challenges uh, both ways. Because obviously Leia comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of knowledge. And she's so well-loved and and she means a lot to people. So it felt really important for me to get her right. Um, so hopefully I did. Um, so, yeah. And then Poe, like you said, is a little bit new. Uh, no, but I feel like the people who've come before me and worked in this in Star Wars have done such a great job of capturing who these characters are and who their voices are that I, I really clicked with them. I really felt like um, I had a lot to work with. I, like I knew who they were and I could, you know, bring that through on the page. So yeah, I guess it remains to be seen if I did a good job or not. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like, I felt like there was a lot there. I felt like there was a lot of responsibility, though, too, to get the voices right. So yeah. that, that was my approach. And and that's, I mean, that really is, I think, the hardest part of, of taking it from a visual medium to, like, a written form. It, it's, it's a change in how you deliver those characters and to really study it and break it down. I mean, it's a challenge. Um and, and, you know, whether it's a character like Leia or a character like Poe, like they all, like every character means a lot to somebody like Leia means more than I can explain to me. Whereas, you know, Poe, I'm like, all right, let's see what happens with him. Where, But right. our our other co-host, Adriana, who does Starships, like she's connected with Poe. It's her favorite character, like. She loves mm. having a Guatemalan because she's from Guatemala to see on the screen. Like, like it's like her dog is named Poe, right? So, <laughs> I mean, right. there's there's a fan out there, and you alluded to it also. Like, your favorite character is this vague mystery man or woman or alien or robot, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's a lot of pressure doing a Star Wars book. So, did it? I mean. Did it feel like it was extra pressure? Did it feel different from the way you normally work on novels? Or were you able to kind of seamlessly transition from one to another? Oh, gosh. No, it felt like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, it's pretty intense. The experience itself is pretty intense. So I, you know, they reached out to me, I guess, in January and were like, hey, do you want to write a Star Wars novel? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> or my agent called him like, is this a joke? Is this, is this real? Um, but, you know, absolutely. Of course I did. But uh, when all was said and done and we were ready to get to work, it was, you know, well into February. And that gave me about four months to write the novel um, and to do, you know, sort of all my research and, you know, to figure out, you know, what I was going to do. And for, in comparison, I took three years to write my first book. Wow. And about nine months to write my second. Um, so this was intense. Uh, and it can feel overwhelming, uh, you know, especially to try to get all the voices right, to understand the universe, to, to know what was going on. Uh, and I actually reached out to Daniel Older, who wrote Last Shot. And I was like, Daniel, how do you do it? How do you write a Star Wars novel? And he was like, you know, I was afraid of getting it wrong, you know. And he was like, look, they, they've read your stuff. They know who you are. They hired you uh, for what you can do. They want to hear your take on Star Wars. And so once that sort of sunk in, I realized he's right. I can do this. I can bring my vision and my voice to Star Wars. And so a lot of that was this ensemble cast. A lot of that was this uh, everybody sort of working together uh, in dire circumstances Um when all hope feels lost uh, and the sort of depth of character, both on the resistance side. And hopefully I give a little glimpse into sort of the machinery of the first order uh, and it's sort of 
evilness through banality, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was sort of the way I, I went at it. And then once you're in it, because the timeline is so intense and it's so short, you don't really have time to question yourself. You just have to get up and make your word count and, and write your stuff and, and do what you got to do. And of course, I had lots of support from the Lucasfilm folks. Absolutely great. Uh, and my editor, Tom. So every time, you know, I would get stuck or something, they would be like, oh, well, here's what you need to know. You know, because often the technical details, uh, there are people who are like Wikipedia's of Star Wars details. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how what can go wrong on a ship or something like that. And that's not necessarily my strength. My strength is those characters. So I would be like, well, what can break, you know, uh, on an X-Wing that's easily repairable or something? And, and Lucasfilm folks would be like, oh, well, here's your three options. And he'd be like, wow, I could do that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, what I really appreciate about this canon is there are so many different stories. You know, you mentioned Battlefront Twilight Company being one of your favorite books and it's literally my least favorite of the new canon um like (laughs) yeah i know i just i'm not a fan um you know you mentioned daniel jose older um and just the crazy different writing style that he had for a star wars book and i mean we're called clashing sabers because we we literally try to bring together like all these different people and all these different ideas with different points of view and discuss them so we're huge fans of having this kind of like different approach to Star Wars books and not having it be the uniform that, in my opinion, the EU kind of felt like at certain points where it's like, okay, let's just produce another Star Wars book. It's the next adventure. Whereas here, you know, you've got all these different, you've got some that are going back into the past and in the future and different timelines and um, you've got Lost Stars that goes along with like the whole original trilogy, and you're like, I know what's happening in the you know off screen, and so what did what kind of I guess voice, what kind of you did you try to bring to this book? <laughs> okay, so I will tell you my first like immediate response answer to that is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is tragedy, as our friend at Sky Talkers say. I love it. Tell me yeah. more. Yeah, just, you know, war. You know, I so, you know, what is this, the whole sort of saga about? It is a star war. And um, it is generational. You know, I mean, there's times of peace, obviously. But, you know, even the Republic becomes corrupt, you know, in a certain way. So it's like, how do you how do you capture what's living, what that's like living through that, you know? And so my, my end, you know, it's sort of, I guess, kind of what I do a lot of is, you know, this talking about the human emotion involved in that, you know, and, and for me, that was war and, uh, and being in a war where, like I said, with Leia, you know, she's lost her parents, uh, just her planet, you know, but, uh, she lost her friends in the last Jedi, you know, and, Han, of course, and and Ben being, you know, sort of swept up in this and losing him and what that must feel like. Your whole life you've been fighting like, since she was 16. Um, and then here's this next generation coming and she's still fighting, you know, and but she's still strong, you know, even through carrying this weight on her shoulders, she's still uh, doing what she has to do to try to make the next generation ready, you know, to go on. And I just thought, wow, like that's, that's the story. That's, that's where we are. I mean, so yeah, that's kind of hopefully what I did. <laughs> I, I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm here for a good tragedy and Leia content all the way, all the way. And I'll be excited to see your approach to Leia because most of the Leia content that we've gotten has been written by Claudia Gray, who we're huge mm-hmm. fans of it, and I think really captures Leia's voice very well. Um, but I'll be excited to see, like, kind of your take on the character, and, and particularly focusing on, you know, the the weight that she has on her, because I think that's something that we've gotten glimpses uh, glimpses of in like Bloodline, mm-hmm. and then even in the new Allegiance comic, where she, she just is kind of feeling she feels worn out. You know, like what else could possibly go wrong? And she's not just a character that has gone through all of these things, but she's always the character that's there to support everybody else. And it's like, 
Leia, take care of yourself for a minute. You know, she's throwing the blanket around this farm boy who lost a wizard he's known for three and a half hours, you know, after <laughs> seeing her planet completely blown to bits. Like, it's crazy how strong she is. And so, like, I mean, I have goosebumps right now just thinking about the idea of Leia kind of, uh, you know, passing that on to this next generation of characters and you kind of building that bridge between you know, where she ends at The Last Jedi, where her hope is being restored by her brother, and then how she takes that and uses it to to save the galaxy and redeem Ben Solo. Going back to what you were talking about earlier, um, you know, with with the struggle that she's gone through, um, and, and you mentioned, you know, PTSD, and that's something that uh, the book Alphabet Squadron focused on, and I know that was a huge hit with a lot of people, and and. I really need to go in and read it again through that lens. Is that so, something that you were cognizant of? Were you like trying to show these characters dealing with mental health uh, challenges? Or is that something that just kind of evolves because that's who these characters are? I think that's something that evolves because of who these characters are. I didn't um, specifically go in and say this is going to be a book about like, you know, mental health or how they're dealing with it. But I think there are certain moments and uh, not just for Leia, but for other characters uh, where you could see that it's getting to them uh, at certain, you know, uh, in different ways, I guess. Uh, because yeah, I don't know. Every time I start to think about it, I'm like, just imagine what it must've been like to have that defeat uh, on crate. And, and then you're reaching out to your allies and nobody's coming and not just for Leia, but for everyone else too. And then, you know, you're sort of, uh, I don't know that it's a spoiler to say that everybody sort of rallies, you know, and you get some new characters coming in and everybody sort of gets together and they, they have this mission. Uh, but gosh, you know, it feels desperate in there. You know, it's pretty desperate in the room. And uh, that's, I think, what I wanted to capture some of. Uh, and people aren't sitting around going, oh, no, woe is me. You know, they're fighting uh, quite literally sometimes uh, with each other uh, and, you know, fighting for their cause in different ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, all kinds of reactions to what that must be like. But uh, it's a bit of a pressure cooker. I would imagine. I mean, one of the things that sets the, you know, the resistance apart from the First Order is the First Order is, you know, everybody is the same, whereas the resistance they're all fighting for the same thing but not necessarily for the same reason you know delilah dawson and black spire kind of you know doled that out a little bit having these characters who come together and yes they're all trying to stop the first order on batu and, and get them off the planet but every single one of them has a different reason for doing it and, and so you know you mentioned having you know them having conflicts with each other that just seems like like wouldn't it be the natural thing that would happen in a situation like that yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that Resistance Reborn does is it brings in some ex-Imperials uh, into the fold to try to see, you know, because they're anti-First Order for various reasons, uh, but it's not exactly like the Resistance has open arms. You know, a lot of people, these were people that they fought against. Now you want them to come join us? Uh, that sounds nuts. Uh, and so there's a lot of conflict there as well. Uh, but you know, a lot of the, some of the themes in the book are that, you know, we don't throw people away. You know, we give people uh, a chance to redeem themselves, to, to do penance, and um, through that penance, uh, to, to show that they belong. And so, yeah, uh, I think everybody gets a chance. That's awesome. And, and I love the, the name Reborn, because you just, you do end... The last Jedi, or the last Jedi, with with hope, you know, with Broom Boy, and we have everything we need. But it is a real downer of a movie. Like it's, it's not the <laughs> Star Wars movie you watch when you're like, I want to watch a fun Star Wars movie. Like then you pop in like <laughs> the Phantom Menace or Solo, right? Last Jedi is one that you have to think about and feel the weight of, and really be in that emotional space. And and that kind of feels like what this book is going to be, but also with that that spark of hope. Um, going on going on also um and, and we've seen that in spark of resistance we've even seen that in allegiance um the comic book so were you working in parallel with like justina ireland and i'm completely blanking on the author of allegiance were you working in in tandem with those people or was that something more like lucasfilm was making sure everything lined up 
Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't uh, communicate. So that's Lucasfilm. Okay. Uh, or was doing there. It's, Let's make sure we don't yeah, cross wires. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's interesting because, you know, if somebody from the outside, I, I think about just the amount of work that goes into just getting the, the five people on Clashing Sabers, you know, coordinated and everything. <laughs> and to think about, you know, man, I even think about my classroom, just 25 kids trying to get them all doing the, the same thing. Like, then to get these authors who have all these different characters and all these things to juggle. And it's just, I mean, wow, what an undertaking. Thank you, Lucasfilm yeah. Story Group. Yes, thank you. You guys do an amazing job. And I did want to say, I know I'm really emphasizing, like, sort of suffering in my book uh but it is also funny uh a lot of these characters have a sense of humor or at least you know they find humor in dark times so uh there's a lot of a bit of snark uh a lot of jokes uh you know you're on an adventure these people are your friends as well uh so if you if if sounds too dark for you don't worry there's also a lot of fun stuff going on that's awesome. So I kind of want to go into um, you. You are, to my knowledge, the f- the first Native American author in Star Wars. Um, you're. I'm not gonna butcher it. If if you would want to be kind enough to to say it, Pueblo. What what kind of Pueblo? No, oh, okay, a wing game. Okay, cool. I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna butcher <laughs> it. Um, an African American. So. You, you, most of your novels are Native American characters, and then you, you're picking up this story with such a such a diverse cast, you know, of Finn and Poe and Rose, and I mean, all this diversity, which is just absolutely outstanding. How did your background, both as as a writer um, and as a person of color, come into how you wrote those characters? Hmm. Gosh, you know, well, a lot of it, I guess, is, you know, we're all human. (laughs) So uh, we've all experienced, you know, different levels of, you know, good times and bad times. So I think you bring all of that. Uh, I love the diversity of Star Wars. I did add some new characters and a number of them are a shout out to um, uh, people of color, uh, like my Pacer Goyo character. Goyo is the um, Tewa, which is the language my Pueblo speaks, uh, the word for star. So oh, wow. I gave him a little, yeah, I gave him a star last name. Uh, and, and he has uh, him and his sisters in the book as well. Uh, so that's like a little shout out to some Pueblo uh, folks. But, you know, Pueblos don't exist technically, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. So it's not like a one-on-one sort of thing. Uh, but if he were ever to come to the screen, I think it would be very exciting if he were played by a native actor. Uh, not that that's going to happen, but that's my dream. That's my dream. Hey, gotta um, have yes. dreams. So, I know, right? Uh, cause you never know this one came true. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, it both I, I can't separate my voice and like my writing and who I am from my background. So I'm sure it impacts the way that I write characters and the way that I approach a story. Uh, but there's nothing specific that I'm thinking, Oh, well, you know, because I'm native, this is what I did with this. Um, but I'm sure it's it's there. I'm sure it bleeds through and maybe people other than I might see it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love the diversity in Star Wars and that's sort of what I was excited to both, both human and, and non-human. And it's, <laughs> so there, I did kind of focus on a few non-human characters too. Okay. Some aliens coming in, maybe some droids and stuff. And, and I mean, that's huh? what's really cool about Star Wars is we, we talk a lot about diversity and, diversity matters you know and we talk a lot about you know the different skin colors but there's diversity is so much bigger you know um it's it's even just to the kind of person you are and your experiences you know you talked about you can't separate yourself from the experience and diversity to me means like bringing in so many different people because they all have different life experiences based on where they come from, their family life and all these different things. And so to have these different people, I mean, writing Star Wars and, and 
you know, what what you've done to inform Leia or inform Finn or Poe, you know, being kind of the, the main character there, will go on and influence these other stories that come after it just in the same way that you were talking about the Poe comic influencing your book. So if you have like one thing out of your book that kind of gets pulled forward, what would you want that one thing to be? That mm. you can tell us at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I would love for some of the characters that I created to make it into another book or make it into a comic book or, you know, a movie or something like that. I think that would be exciting. Uh, there's Pacer and there's, Another character, an ex-imperial, Tiza Nas, that I think would be awesome. She's an awesome character. Uh, and a few others. Uh, so something like that, that feels pretty badass. That feels like legacy. Um, but, yeah, gosh, I don't know. You know, I guess I have this dream that, you know, maybe some other folks out there in Hollywood will read it and be like, oh, yeah, we can incorporate these characters. This is cool. Uh, and so it'll continue on. That would be great. Yeah, and, and I mean, the possibilities are out there. I mean, you brought in a whole bunch of characters into your, your book from, you know, other books from comics and everything. Uh, and there's always a chance of a character, you know, being pulled onto the silver screen or even the small screen <laughs> with Disney Plus. So, um, right. It's cool to have like all these different characters. And, and we live in a world now where it's like, there's always hope that, that that character that you love is going to go on to the next thing. And I know Drew, uh, he is a big fan of Wedge Antilles, Hero of the Rebellion. You're bringing mm -hmm. back Wedge Antilles. Uh, that's not a spoiler. That's been out for quite some time. And I know a lot of fans are super excited to have him back. So what was that like to be able to bring back? Well, I mean one of the biggest side characters, I guess, in Star Wars. Uh, yeah. So I am a huge Wedge fan too. I yeah. loved him like I was a kid. Yeah. So I was the one who watched A New Hope and was like, where's Wedge? <laughs> <So> <laughs> Which one? There's like three one. different ones. <laughs> well, the one that I like, I guess. But, um, <laughs> so I don't know. I was 10, but I was very excited to get a chance to write him. That was actually um, my editor's idea. Uh, and then I had read Aftermath, and I knew that I wanted to fold that wedge uh, in his life there, even though he's not a huge part of Aftermath. He's there. Uh, and his story with Nora and his relationship with Snap into the book. Uh, and so... That was awesome uh, because I saw, really saw him as sort of like, you know, he's a veteran of, of this whole thing. He's been there from the beginning. You know, he's also been a flight instructor. Uh, he knows Poe, you know, just as well as probably better than a lot of other people. And, you know, he's a great character. And so he was a lot of fun uh, to sort of fill out his life and bring him back. Yeah, I was watching, um, have you watched Star Wars Rebels? I've watched some of it. Okay, so there's a, a plot line with Captain Rex, you know, kind of teaching Kanan and Ezra, um, you know, from the mistakes of the last war into this war. Uh, mm -hmm. And so now we have, you know, these characters, you know, like Wedge and Leia and even Luke and Han teaching this new generation so they don't make the same mistakes that they did. And then hopefully, hopefully we can get it right in episode nine. And that can be the, the nice period on the sentence there. I really, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I really want just like an end point for Star Wars where like this is where the timeline ends because Ray and Ben ride off into the sunset and everybody's happy and period, end of sentence, everything's good. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What, 40? We have like 48 days, so we'll make it. But it, and I know, right? At least we have your book to distract us for, well, me for a couple of days. Lindsay will finish it in like a day and a half. Um... But just in terms of like all the stuff that's uh, that's coming out, I mean, there's so much stuff on the docket with uh, Project Luminous, with Episode Nine, Mandalorian, Cassian Andor, like all this stuff coming out. Kenobi, 
what's what's the one or two things that you're looking most forward to consuming just as a fan oh gosh well definitely the mandalorian like we talked about that's number one uh i'm very excited about that uh i feel like i've been waiting a lifetime uh for that story uh and so i can't wait to see uh what happens what it looks like um i you know i don't know much about project luminous oh you know what there's um uh, there's a knights of ren uh is it a comic book that's coming out yeah yeah the the Ky- the rise of kylo ren yes yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that uh because i I might love him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, and so I'm, I've been in my little cave working, and I haven't become <laughs> that as I should. Uh, so hopefully after the book launches and, and I get through my, my next project, I'll be able to, to look around and, and see what else is going on out there. But those would probably be my top. I would love to see the Rise of, or read The Rise of Kylo Ren and, and The Mandalorian. Make sure you go out and get some sunlight in between, too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you just dropped a bomb there. Kylo Ren, you love him. What is it that makes you love that character? Oh, gosh. Well, because who doesn't love a, a complicated bad boy, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan. I'm, I stand <laughs> Kylo Ren. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And like you said, with this possibility of redemption, you know, we'll see. But obviously, he's conflicted. And I love a conflicted character, especially when uh, the conflict is so internal. Uh, uh, and I don't know, how do you forgive the unforgivable, too? Like, I think that that's fascinating. Um, you know, he killed his father. You can't let that go. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let that, you know? I mean, he's responsible for a lot of really bad things. Um, but, uh, you know, as I said before, I think there's always a path back. Uh, we don't throw people away. And, and so how does that work? Um, and I don't know that uh, the next movie is going to take that path. I have hopes just like just like you might. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I think he's an interesting character either way he goes. Uh, and I would love to know more of his backstory. I'd love to know more about the Knights of Ren and, and all of that stuff. So hopefully we get some of that, too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about all the stuff that's coming out beforehand because I go back to Rogue One and talk about Catalyst a lot, how that book really informed that kind of prologue that Rogue One has with Lyra and Galen and just the emotional gut punch that it gave me that I kind of carried through the rest of the movie because I knew the relationship of these characters more, whereas my fiancé came with me and I was like, what about that beginning though? And she was like, I mean, yeah, it was good. Her mom died, so she was alone or whatever, you know? Like, it didn't have an impact on her because she's not reading all of, of this stuff. So all this stuff that's going to inform it and and get us thinking about Bendemption and whether it's going to happen or not and what's going on with Ray and then Poe, I'm just... It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. We want to close out. We do, like, kind of a, kind of a lightning round of just fun little questions. Um, so there's five questions if you are uh, down for that. Okay. All right. So, first one, which Star Wars movie did you watch most recently and why? Uh, I actually watched Rogue One most recently uh, because every time it is on, I have to watch it. <laughs> and it was on. So, yeah. The, the other day, my fiance was like, I'm going to do this thing tonight. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you beforehand. I'm like, that is great. And she's like, what? And I was like, I really wanted to watch Rogue One. She goes, oh, then you don't care. I said, I love you, but no. Um, so <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Okay, so this next one can can be um, if you lived in universe or in, in this world, who is your Star Wars partner in crime or BFF? I can think of like 15 different people for different reasons. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, but you know what? Like, I would say Ray because I think that would be uh, very cool. And she's a lot of fun, but she's also very earnest. I would need to, like, have her bring it down a notch. Um, but I do love her. <laughs> Let me just qualify that. Uh, probably I like Finn. He would be fun to hang out with. I imagine he would go on any adventure uh, you would set up, and he would be 100% have your back. That'd be very cool. Um, gosh, I don't know. Poe could give me some hair tips. Very, very exciting. <laughs> I could use those. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so rich. 
gosh, there's so many cool characters uh, that I'm not going to choose. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. Um, what would your Star Wars pet be? <laughs> I have to think about it. You know, I did add uh, some space chickens to this story. <gasps> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and uh, the story group is very uh, concerned uh, that we not call them chickens. So uh, I believe I called them. Uh, I can't remember what I called them now. Uh, but but Wedge has space chickens, and I'm gonna get one of those. <laughs> I am very excited about old Mick Farmer Wedge. Um, <laughs> so, which Star Wars character would you let take over your Twitter account for the day? You know what? Speaking of Wedge, I think I'd let Nora take it over. Yeah. Yeah, she could just kick ass all day. She could just like be up in my mentions just like you know i don't know talking smack to trolls and right <laughs> clearing <just> things out. <laughs> fearless setting the record straight i wouldn't want to have to clean up after whatever she said but you know for a day i'd let her have her say for sure i mean you just would have to get get that block button ready to go real quick <laughs> <laughs> all right and to wrap it up what is your favorite star wars one-liner uh i don't know i love you i know it's just you know there's so much encompassed in that one small moment character development um i don't know fear i don't know fearlessness facing the future for both of them because that's a big moment for her too so yeah we'll go there all right all right i like it so once again, thank you for coming on and, and taking the time to, to talk with us on the show. And we are super excited about Resistance Reborn. And uh, we, I mean, we'll have our episode up on it as soon as we can. But if people want to find more of your books, find more of you, where can they do that at? Uh, they can find me at RebeccaRoanhorse.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at uh, RoanhorseBex, B-E-X. All right, and we will have all the links in the show notes for you there, so it's just one click away. Make sure you go follow so you can keep up on all of Rebecca Roanhorse's uh, works, and, and hopefully we'll get to see you back in the Star Wars galaxy sometime soon. So thanks again for coming on. If you want more Clashing Sabers, you, of course, can hit that subscribe button. Uh, that'll get you all four of our shows in one nice little feed. You can also join us on the Clashing Sabers Star Wars community on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Clashing Sabers or just in general, like look on ClashingSabers.net because we have cool articles and stuff there that might get you thinking uh, about some stuff that you want to talk to us about. So make sure you do all of that. And until next time when we will be back to talk some Resistance Reborn, keep reading, keep writing, but whatever you do, don't burn the sacred text. All right, by this point, you know how this goes. Their stuff, their stuff, our stuff, our stuff. Not associated with Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy, give me a call. Dave Filoni, I'm there if you need me. Our thoughts? They're our thoughts. They don't reflect Lucasfilm or anybody else associated with this stuff. So if you don't like it, we're sorry. If you do like it, great. Let us know either way on iTunes, on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. Rate us, review us, share us, tell your friends about us, and it, whatever you do, just don't burn the sacred text. <laughs>